So just sort sort of the acknowledgement that certainly the church that I grew up in, I, I don't know everybody's history in here, that a class like this would not have taken place, right? Um, uh, would not have taken place. And, and don't get me wrong, I'm expecting a gong at any point now. I'm just going to run out um, But, um, okay, uh, but you nodded your head, yes. Yeah. Because the atmosphere in this country is to disbelieve science, and uh, any communications about it, and that is backed by most of the evangelicals. And we discount science because of whatever, religion, politics, whatever causes it. Um, that's just, you know, they're, they're, that's fake news. Yeah, um, and, and, and I, can buy, I can buy every word of that as well. We discount science until the point we need an x-ray, right? Then we're kind of happy that there's science there, but yeah. Or we get, or we get cancer and we have never been close to a windmill. Right, right. <laughs> all of that. All of that. Um, the gap between science and faith, faith is widening. I, and I'm not fishing for a, a universal answer here. I, I think we can all say that some people believe that to be true. Uh, there are certain days, and, and maybe on certain issues, I believe that to be true. Um, There's an interesting statement in our bulletin this morning on the, the last page. Uh, in an effort to keep our Otter Creek family healthy during this ongoing cold and flu season, please, please remember these recommendations from the CDC. Yeah. They're science. Yeah, yeah, from the CDC, right? Yeah. From the CDC. Yeah, one of them being, you don't have to wait for a global pandemic to wash your hands. I think that's somewhere else. Listen <laughs> <laughs> the CDC, uh, not politicians or preachers or whatever. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that, that, thank you. That, that's interesting. It, if there's a gap between science and faith that's widening, what, what can you think of other gaps that might be widening? Politics. Politics, right? People are retreating into their corners. It's us and them. It's it's uh, it's red state, blue state. It's it's cra crazy people on this side and crazy people on on that side, right? It 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 feels that way, and when. When, when we have the arguments about, or not the arguments, but the discussions about politics, and everything that y'all said could still be true. Well, maybe maybe this gap was always there, and now we're just able, we, we can talk about it, and, and may, maybe in Harry Truman's time, the gap is still there. Um, but we have more discussion. I don't know. I, I don't know. But politics is definitely one that, that, at certain times, you sort of feel like that guy, right? What else? Income. Income. Yeah. It, it is that is that true? Maybe. Probably. It feels like it's true. Um, it's it. If everybody gets a two percent raise, it's still not the same raise, right? If you're making $100,000 a year, then you make $102,000. If you're making $10,000 a year, you're making $12,000 a year. Uh, you're making $10,200 a year. Um, yeah, it, income fee, or income disparity feels like it's it's getting more. Um, although poverty is not. So. Hey, what else? I, 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 it's kind of interesting to think about. 
are we all just kind of coming together in a big group? Kevin, okay, I think you said something just now that is also widening, which is something around what we accept to be true or what we accept to be factual, which causes those gaps to widen. You know, I was thinking John said something about um, about that as well, just the, the gap between what we accept, accept as truth or facts and what we go to to get our source of those I think is widening as well or causing maybe it's a causal factor to the widening yeah I, I think and, and there's a lot of study a lot of smarter people than me that look into uh, that, that they really like to dive into that that you know I'm not looking for information I'm looking for confirmation of what I already believe so I'm going to go down and, uh, and keep reading the things that seem to support my preconceived notion um, that can that can widen gaps definitely. I remember when there was something that uh, came up that was called situational ethics. Was that in the eighties or situational ethics? I think that's probably always been around. But I remember. But I mean, it, it became a big movement, and uh, that. Uh, but we, it's, it seems like now that we're talking about situational truth, that truth is not absolute. It it depends on your situation. And I don't know how you classify that, but uh... yeah, uh, yeah. Is something true or is it false? Or to what level is it true? Or to what confidence interval do we have for something being true? Or is it true all the time? Um, uh, so, some of those types of questions have, have, to me, really. I would say this is a bit of a personal statement that. Those types of questions have really helped my faith a little bit, um, it, because the things that appear to be universally true are much more true to me. Okay. Going through that, but it does have very serious theological implications. It has very serious theological. It, it has implications of what what are the mountains to die on in in, in theology, right? All right. Can you think of any gaps that over the, and when I say that are over the last 50 years, 100 years, 10 years, two years, that might that might seem to that that might be narrowing uh, in the past, or is, is everybody just retreating to their corners? Um, I don't think that's true. But but what are some areas, some ways that you think that the gaps might be narrowing a little bit? Rob, people aren't holding to denominational. Uses often they're willing to work with people of other faiths because we all serve the same God. Yeah, yeah, that's radical thought. Back where 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 I grew, I, you know, I grew up, where there's the East Side Church of Christ and the West Side Church of Christ, and you know, the, the, never the two shall meet. Right? Um, they'll have their own parking lot in heaven. <laughs> Maybe. What else? Quality of life. Things like quality of life measures, like uh, healthcare availability. That's that's not a very popular sentiment, but it seems to be accurate. That that but that by most by most measures of quality of life, um, the gap you don't have to be born in uh, you don't have to be born in France to live to be 80 years old. You know the the, uh, the gap between people being born in sub-Saharan Africa and their life expectancy is rapidly 
coming uh, coming closer to uh, uh, to the developed world. That's unquestionably a good thing, right? I was going to say, depending on where you stand on the issue, it could be widening or it could be narrowing his gender. Yeah. Um, and I mean, gender of all variations. However, however you want to draw uh, draw that draw that line, I, I think I, I think there is just I mean, look. I, I'm not going to tell somebody how they need to feel about something, but the fact that Pete Buttigieg was uh, was a candidate, and he was a candidate, and he was a moderate, and he had a husband, you know? I, I know people are moderate. <laughs> Relatively speaking, Relatively speaking, he was a... I think that's... It, it is a gap that seems to be narrow, right? Well, also gender in the church as well. I mean, just the fact that... Hey, sorry, you're not allowed to speak. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the fact that Dan Smith was up here this morning doing the readings and that wouldn't have happened years ago. No, no, not at all. I mean, the, yeah, I mean... It, 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 yeah, yeah. Women leading song, women serving communion, doing all of it. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I, 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 my, my, my opinion, and I, I, I believe it, that that, that's a, that, that's a trend that is a good, good trend, uh, and almost, I, I'll, I'll, I'll stop there, but. Well, we can keep it the same. question would be, why are certain gaps widening and gaps narrow. What's driving it? Yeah, that is a good question. That is, good. That is a good question. Um, why, why are some things, uh, why are some things socially <coughs> narrowing? Why is the gap between uh, abject people in poverty uh, narrowing? Uh, but why is our political divide seemingly growing? Um, yeah, I, I, those, those are. I don't. I don't have real good answers for that. But those are. Those are very interesting, interesting questions. I think. <clears throat> um, and that's kind of what you were asking. A little bit of what you were asking. Um, back to science and faith. Uh, if we go with the premise, and we kind of uh, look. Whether it's widening or not, we kind of need to, for the next few minutes, have the premise that there is a gap. Okay, Let, let's just let's just run with that. Um, and there's a difference between the world of Isaac Newton, who was a theologian and scientist, and the world of today, where there are theologians and there are scientists, but there are very few theologian scientists, right, or scientist theologians. Um, there are some believers. Uh, but but there there aren't as many. It was very common uh, for people uh, in the in, in a few hundred years ago to to, to see the compliments and just see the boat. Well, now was that because of the waters that they were swimming in and how they how they were were raised? Um, I don't know. But our world is different. Uh, and I think some. Uh, he, he, well, before I say, here's what I think. What it, can y'all think of 
what would have maybe been the chisel uh, and the hammer that, that made a gap between science and faith? Why would Isaac Newton, what, what would he say if he walked in today and, and, and said, why are these two camps camps at all? What has changed in our world or in our church? Humanism, the Renaissance brought about the rise of humanistic thought. So people for, from the time of the church or whatever was, was founded up until the Renaissance accepted a biblically-based um, scientific worldview. And then the Renaissance took place and humanistic thought from the rise of man as supreme in the world. That kind of brought about Voltaire and all the other philosophical writers that created this idea that we're supreme and that created this division between the church and or between science and faith. Yeah, and if we're going to continue, if we're going to continue to say that we, we are supreme, in, in some way, ironically, the church was in the way of that. Um, was in the way of that line of thought, which is kind of kind of weird, but that's kind of true. Well, I spent my life in science, and when I first got into the field out of college, most of my coworkers. Bad mouth, religion, that's yeah. nonsense. By the time I retired, your opinion was, hmm, I don't know. I just don't know. Mm -hmm. Because there's so many unknowns, they, they could not say definitive like they did 50 years ago. The God delusion that Dawkins wrote? Yeah. He said he had thought about writing it considerably earlier, but he didn't think it would go over very well. But when he did, when he did publish it in the United States, it was much more accepted and read. So I think that kind of indicates the gap as well. If you look at members of the National Academy of Science, uh, probably close to 90% are not believers. Mm -hmm. So there's a gap, and a lot of scientists have started writing kind of anti-religion type books in response to some of the teachings that different religions advocate. So I think that there's, you know, I kind of feel like that man in the middle right there personally. Yeah, you know. yeah. <coughs> uh, I, I do too. I, I, I do too. Um, and, and then I go back to John 16, of that's not my gap to fill, you know, but I, but I, 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 I do feel that, do feel that way. Um, do you think who who left who? Like did 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 did, did, did the National Academy of Science leave theology, or did people who have a faith worldview leave science? Is that, is that am I framing that question correctly? Yeah, that's a good question. What, what do you think? I, mean, I was going to say the. We started together long ago because we kind of only had one way of looking at the world. We had sort of the Bible. We didn't have any cosmological and biological knowledge to say anything different. And as science continued to, scientists continued to learn more about, well, what about this other thing? And you know, how does this align with what we've thought for so many years? Um, I think the church and the Bible believers did a poor job of 
you know, walking the path with our new no our new human knowledge. And so, as we dug our heels into, nope, this is what the Bible says about this. Therefore, there, you know, there's no compromising here. Um, then our human knowledge developed to the point where, like, well, these two things can't be the same. Then, if you, if you are in this camp over here that says we we cannot change our views, then my now new scientific knowledge of the world just sort of can't can't coexist there. And, and so the, that gap starts to starts to, to widen. If we, as a faith community, had done a better job of saying, "Boy, that's that's interesting new knowledge that we have. You know, what does that mean for my faith, and you know, and what it means about what the Bible does and doesn't say?" I think we could have avoided some of this chasm in the past. Um, and now we're just so deeply entrenched in sort of generationally. You know, parents say to their children, you know, the, the earth is what it is because the Bible says so kind of thing, um, that we're, we're having a really hard time re, you know, bringing that chasm back together. Um, and so this is a, oh. a 500-year problem, you know, this is not something that we fix overnight. Yeah, yeah, we're about to, we need, we need to solve it. <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, my comments are only 499 more years. Right. Um, but, you know, that's to me. That's where it sort of started. Is we, wow. we as the faith side of things, were the ones that stuck our head in the sand when uh, when new knowledge started to to evolve and uh, for lack of for no, no pun intended. Right. Uh, but now, and, and I, I I personally agree with every bit of that. To to be fair, I I believe that there is a a a science community sticking in in the sand too, and an ability and and inability. For both camps to say, I don't know. I'm not sure about that. And both camps have felt like they lose credibility rather than gain credibility by saying, I'm not sure about that. The open-minded side of both of those camps is doing a good job of trying to trying to come to the middle. It's the yeah. not, you know the close-minded side of both. Is, is this problem. is much better than me teaching class. I just think of the exciting things that came out of science that helped our case, like circumcision on the eighth day, um, yeah. blood clotting, and or even Earth is round, right? Isn't that in there? Right. Well, the Earth is round. In the Bible, yeah. Oh, it talks yeah. about the spheres. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I, I just think there are exciting things as well in the Bible that um, that science supports. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. I think that is too. Ecclesiastes says, "All rivers flow to the ocean, but the ocean never fills up." That's the water cycle. Yeah. They didn't know anything about evaporation, but they know that there's an awful lot of water going there, and the level of it changes. That's weird. I think the, I think on both sides, there's um, a lot of absolutes. Even on the science side, there's a lot of absolutes. Um, science, science would say we've kind of figured a lot of these things out, but yet there's all all the time things in medicine that are overturned. For example. Uh, several years ago, they would do um, bone marrow transplants on breast cancer patients. So 40,000 women went through it, and then they, based on small study with uh, real small statistical significance, and then that was overturned, saying, no, we've actually done more harm. So I think both sides have to kind of realize that the truth is in that middle somewhere. The, 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 the truth is in that middle, and and the, to 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 defend science, which seems like an odd thing to say, science does have the does, does in perhaps not an altogether humble way learn it is self learning. 
it learns from science. It's part of the process, right? Right. Even Isaac Newton would come, and he was, and one of the things he would be frustrated about is that some joker named Einstein came and said, "My laws aren't laws. There's exceptions to my law. I wrote those laws, right?" So you just said that you just made a statement a second ago. I'm trying to remember about the rivers they flow to the ocean, and how would they have known back then if that happened? Why do we assume that they wouldn't have known? I just said they so, didn't know about evaporation. But, but, but that's my thing: is how would how do we know that they didn't? Probably. But wasn't it so? Solomon wrote Ecclesiastes. Is that fairly safe to say? Um, I mean, is there anybody that would say no? Yeah. So he's supposed to be the wisest person who lived. I mean, if we're going to accept the Bible, so would it not make sense that? the wisest man in the world who has learned about trees and plants and animals and all kinds of things would have known about something like that and included that in a book. Maybe. I just don't, I, it just doesn't say it was evaporation. I guess for me personally, it bothers me when we look at the people in the Bible and we assume that they're ignorant. That, that, that bothers me when, when we make a statement that because scripture was written a long time ago, well, that, that it lacks certain scientific finesse. I, I would and say there's that we should view it that they were inferior in some way because we happen to have more science. Let's not conflict inferior and ignorant. We are ignorant of things we don't we don't have any idea what all we're ignorant about. I I, I do feel fairly confident that much of much that uh, Solomon. Uh, was ignorant of many things that we are ignorant that, that, that we are aware of. He would not have to know about chlorophyll. Right, right. Um, was he wiser than us? Probably so. You know, I mean, like the, there's, a, there's a difference between amount of stuff that you know and how wise you are with the stuff that you know. Right. So he probably scored higher on that than uh, than, than, than the rest of us. But yeah, I, I appreciate science, and I, and I appreciate the things that it's done, and I definitely say that we have more knowledge, that we definitely have more knowledge and we have a better grasp of understanding because of the knowledge, but it, it does, to listen to, like, it, it seems like we're willing to take away from the supremacy of God in favor of the accomplishments of man. And say that there are possibly holes in this book or things about the, this book that we supposedly believe in that may or may not be true. We're not sure about it because science today says X, Y, and Z. Not, that, that, just, yeah. that gives me an unsettled feeling inside because then what does that say about God and what Christ did for us and the supremacy of Christ in our lives? How can we defend our faith? If we can't defend the book that our faith is based on because there might, there might be holes in that book because science says X, Y, and Z today. Does, does that book have any holes in it? Well, I'm just saying hey, 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 hey. Does that book have any holes in it that would, uh, that, that, that would um, leave us not understanding how... Uh, to gain eternal salvation, like is there is no? There, but take okay. outsiders though, who we try to who we try to profess our faith to though. Well, if they question, well, they say, well, what about that? What about this in the Bible? Or what about this in the Bible? Because 
we say, well, well, we're not really certain about that, but that's not important. You right. just have to have faith in Jesus because he's the way, the truth, and the life. Right. But the, the, does the Bible have in it the means to, uh, to, for us to have chemotherapy or for us to have tornado sirens that can warn people that a tornado sirens? It I'm not saying that those things are bad. Right. I mean, I'm not, but I'm saying that those are, in, in, those are holes, right? Those help us survive. Those help us live. They, they don't tell us, uh, they don't teach us about a loving God, that, like the important stuff of faith, of, of, a, of a God that wants his kids to get along with each other and come live with him for eternity. But there are holes. I mean, in, in there, not all of human knowledge is in the Bible, and I think I think that that is that that is the conversation that becomes very difficult because people can say, well, well, what about what about what about what about what about um, this appears to be a conflict, therefore it's all a conflict, and that's I think what we have to be careful about being absolute about. I think that's what's great about what you're doing right now with this class and discussing this. There are gaps. Obviously, faith is we believe something that we can't prove. Yeah. We can't prove. Yeah. And science, I don't think science will say that necessarily, where they, they make absolutes, where they don't know the absolutes. And yet, somehow, it's become fact that we almost accept in some instances. I agree with you on it. Obviously, it's, it's obvious the advancements of science have created a, a better world for us, but... One thing I noticed going from a place that doesn't have what we have to a place that we're so much more advanced, I'm not really sure as far as the people themselves, how much happier they are. Oh, Bob, with... dang it. Listen, <laughs> Just, we're out of time. We're out of time, and that's what... That, that's... That's where I, that's exactly where I wanted to get, and just to prove it, I wanted to talk about World War One and bomb craters and how you can still see them from space, and they're still trying to clean them up now. <laughs> and, and, then I, and then I wanted to show a pretty graph about the number of influenza cases that happened right before the armistice in World War One, um, and and then uh, I'm going to have to do that next week. Okay, I'm going to have to do that next week. We'll leave you with this: the number of people who attend. Weekly church services graphed uh, on the same graph uh, as uh, uh, as life expectancy. How about that as a sobering? The United States is right here. They were a little bit above the trend line, but it's the higher the life expectancy, the less the church attendance. That's a problem for the faith community. That's something we are missing. We are missing something. We are missing something. Uh, when we make things better, when, when science has all the answers, and science makes things uh, better, it's not translating into us being happier. It's not translating into us feeling less lonely. It's not translating into us feeling more hopeful. Um, that's, a, that's a big, big problem. Um, and. Uh, and we may have to bump uh, <coughs> Michael back a week uh, to, to, to drill down on that a little bit. Thanks for the discussion. Um, we'll, uh, we'll try to figure it all out next week. Cheers, <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, 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 folks, for next week.